0: You're listening to The Q's Podcast, episode 105. Hello, welcome to the 105th installment of The Q's Podcast. My name is James Lenz, Q's professional development manager. We use this show to bring in credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts to discuss their perspectives on credit union topics and trends relevant to you. In today's show, we'll dive into executive compensation and non-executive level compensation, What kind of tools do you use to make decisions about compensation in your organization? Are you curious in learning about what others in the credit union industry are making? Would you be interested in customizing data based on asset size, by position, by geographic area and more? We're bringing in two special guests who know a lot about this topic. Our first guest is Michael Becker, Vice President of Industry Insights. Michael analyzes our credit union industry statistics and compiles the information into user-friendly reports. We'll also bring in Laura Lynch, Q's products and services manager. Laura works closely with the Q's Executive Compensation Survey and the Q's Employee Salary Survey. She'll add her great perspective and information on how you can find out more information about these great decision-making tools. I'm excited to bring this interview to you, but first, a word from our sponsor. Industry veterans, reliable, high-performing, quality. These are just a few of the terms used to describe Harlan Clark and its solutions. For more than 145 years, Harlan Clark has served financial institutions, helping clients better engage their customers to build loyal, lasting relationships. It's no different today. You can count on Harlan Clark for strategic check, card, contact center, digital, direct marketing, and acquisition solutions that deliver superior customer experiences, create brand differentiation, and drive positive bottom line results. With Harlan Clark is your partner you can count on a single trusted resource with the industry expertise business insight and best practice capabilities to successfully execute your business strategy visit harlanclark.com to learn more all right in this episode we'll discuss the purpose of salary surveys trends in credit union executive compensation including women in compensation and how to obtain and best use survey results All right, we have a couple guests on today's show. We'll first connect with Michael Becker, Vice President of Industry Insights. He partners with Q's to help generate our Q's compensation surveys. Michael, thank you for spending time with Q's Podcast Nation and welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you. Yes, uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Michael, you partner with Q's to produce these compensation surveys since 2013. Could you provide an overview of the purpose of the Executive Compensation Survey? What do credit unions gain from obtaining and analyzing the Q's Executive Compensation Survey? How can it benefit their organization, you know, big picture wise?
1: Sure. So the, the purpose of this study and really any research in the compensation field or otherwise is, is just providing data. You know, the, we really want to provide benchmarks for credit unions to be able to compare their own compensation packages and policies versus the rest of the industry. The goal is to whether you're a market leader, you know, somebody who wants to pay for the top talent, or if you're a market matcher, you know, wanting to pay exactly what the industry is paying, or kind of a market saver, the person who's might be paying a little bit lower or a little bit less compensation, this survey and this research really provides you that information to guide your policies. Are you paying enough for your employees? Do you need to be paying more? Or do you have a higher turnover rate, which might mean, yes, we might be paying on the lower side. We need to look to increase it. So it just provides everybody with great tools, figuring out their strengths, their weaknesses. And even on trying to recruit new employees, they're able to take this information and say, hey, here's what the industry's doing, here's what we're providing. And, you know, this is why we think we would be a great fit for you. We're giving you a fair compensation package and you know, just able to do it from that standpoint. And then from annual reviews throughout the year, they're able to take this information and just show their employees, you know, are we up to par with, with what you should be making? Here's where we're doing increases. Here's the medical benefits we're providing, retirement benefits. Just great information to be able to analyze and then share with your employees to, to show them what you're providing
0: for them. Provides great scope, a kind of a steering mechanism there. Michael, what kinds of tools, what kinds of information are found in the Q's Executive Compensation Survey?
1: Yeah, from the data standpoint, you know, we have obviously salary, bonuses, total compensation information, hit on the benefits, the perks, developmental dollars being spent for the executives, employee contract details. You know, that might not be super exciting from the employee side, but. For the credit unions, that's really important to understand, you know, what kind of contracts are we putting in place, what's involved in those contracts, you know, not compete clauses, the years of the contracts, that sort of thing. And we take all that information and put it together into we have an executive summary report, which is kind of a broader overview of the data where we showed the, the output of our positions by size of the credit union. You know, we have information on education, years of experience, and a, a big thing that we have in the executive summary report, you do a same sample comparison. So what we're able to do is those who participated last year and those who, again, participate, we take that same group that participated over the two years and we analyze how they had compensation changes from one year to the next. And that's really, really valuable information because it it gives a truer apples to apples scope of what the industry is doing. Because if we just look at those who participate in the survey, they might not be the same every year. And we're seeing that larger credit unions are participating in the most recent years. So if we were doing it on that basis, we're going to be showing, hey, 20% increases across the board for all the different positions, and that's not accurate. So by having that same sample information, we're really able to, to look at. What the true increases are in pay for the industry. So that's really valuable in the, the summary report. And then we just have a host of online tools that allow the users to slice and dice the data by various filters like asset size, number of employees, membership base, that sort of thing. So really valuable tools that allow people to get to either the broad view that they may want or the granular view if they want to really dig deep into data and slice and dice it.
0: I kind of like how you're taking care of that, trying to draw the best information from the data that you receive. That's nice. I I would imagine if people are finding out about this for the first time and are considering it, they want to kind of get a feel for what positions are being reported upon in the Q's Executive Compensation Survey. I know a list of positions is quite expansive. I've seen that in the past. Michael, can you share with our listeners some of those positions?
1: Yeah, so we actually currently have data on 22 different positions that are executive level positions. There is another survey where we get the staff level, the employee kind of level position, but this this one is in particular is for the the C-suite. So we have obviously the CEO, CFO, um, executive vice president, and we hit basically everything you know HR executive, marketing executive, information executive. And we have another position that is the second executive officer, which is a little bit different because at each credit union, they may not be the same position, right? So the, the second in charge might be the COO, or they may be the CFO, or they may be the executive vice president. So we ask that on the survey, and then we create that position based off of if they indicate that that is the second executive officer. So we have a wealth of positions that we're asking for. And every year we review that to try to be as current as possible with what the industry is doing. And, for instance, this year we added four new positions, which was the chief member solutions officer, the delivery channels executive, e-commerce executive, and investment services executive. So every year, you know, we're, we're reevaluating, you know, there's a, a committees and consultants that are about, you know, what's going on in the industry, and then we make and adjust to make sure that those that are participating in the study and purchasing for results are able to get the best information possible.
0: What's great about the Q's executive compensation survey is that it is customizable. The survey is an important tool in making decisions Uh, in the organization, can you share some of those dynamic reporting tools to allow you to narrow your focus if that's something you want to do? What are some of those customizable ways you can run reports?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our online tools, they allow the user to take the whole data set of all the respondents, all the different positions, and then really narrow it down to what is most important. So if they're looking at a CEO position and they want to see all right, I want to see CEOs buy over a billion dollars. My CEO has an MBA and my CEO has 20 years of experience. They can put that criteria into the tool and it will spit out the data of those that match that criteria. Now, of course, we have to have ample sample size in order to show that, but that's how narrow you can get down. So we have filters like asset size, membership base, FTE, region, state, and that's on kind of like the broader view. And then on the individual basis, you can look at level of education, years of experience, whether they have a CCE designation. So there's a lot of ways you can really take that information, narrow it down to that. It's your property union or your employees specifically. And then once you have that criteria in there, we show the data on various levels. So we have you know, a lot of people look at the average or median in order to determine how does our pay fit with the rest of the industry, but outside of that, we also have you know the 10th percentile, 25th percentile, 75th percentile, 90th percentile. So getting back to whether you're a market leader, a market matcher, or a market saver, those different percentiles let like, you really hone in on where your compensation strategy fits. So if you are that market leader, you might be looking at the 75th and 90th percentiles, and if you're a market saver, you might be looking at that 10th, and 25th on piles. so we have that broad spectrum where the user can identify you know the best match for what they're looking for and then use that data to make their decision
0: Boy, i can i can imagine that this is being used a lot all these customizable features uh, you want to make sound decisions i want to talk a little bit about trends michael what are some of those trends you're seeing from the survey what are the biggest takeaways you see from this year's data
1: yeah. So this year presented obviously a little bit of a challenge just with COVID coming in towards the latter part of our field in, which kind of delayed getting the, the survey out just because we needed to make sure we got any information. And obviously every industry across the country was experiencing some challenges with it, but we ended up getting a really good base of information. And just as a reminder to those listening, the data that we collected was as of essentially one, one, 2020. So a lot of that might have been from 2019 data before all the, the COVID stuff hit. But it provides us a great base of knowledge for moving forward for understanding the true impact of COVID. So this data is very, very well. And what we've seen over the last few years is that the credit union industry has has had higher increases in pay basically across the board for executives than the rest of the country across all types. So for instance, there's a association or company organization called the World at Work where they do information and they collect data on surveys about salary budget increases. And what they have been reporting the last few years is that increases for your staff and even at the executive level has been around 3 to 3.3 percent in that range for the last three, four years or so. But what we're saying that in the credit union over that same time span, increases in pay have been more in the... Five to eight percent range. So we're seeing higher increases in pay across the board for all of the executives than what's being seen just in the United States as a whole across all industry types. So that's a really, really nice thing. It shows the strength of the credit union financial services industry in general. And it's just a nice thing if you're in the credit union space, that's what's going on. This year we saw a lot of the same typical increases in pay were between five and eight percent. And we saw increases on all of our 22 positions that we collected data for. And that was on base salary, bonus, and total compensation. All three of those were up for all of the different positions. One interesting thing that we have been kind of seeing the last few years is that while salary and bonus and total compensation are increasing, we're actually seeing a larger increase in the bonus versus the base salary. And we don't exactly know why that's happening. You know, the theory is if we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown in the economy, which we saw in the last half of 2019, it's easier to kind of cut back on the bonus than a base salary. Once you increase base salary, it's really difficult to pull that back. So we've been seeing that the last couple of years, but, you know, there's not exactly any rhyme or reason or direct data point that's suggesting why that's incorrect, but it's just something that we have to say overall. And uh, just in general, you know, the, unsurprisingly, the biggest determinant of compensation ends up being the asset size of the credit. So the bigger the credit union, typically the more that you're going to get paid. And by far and away, that was the leading indicator for uh, compensation levels within each of the positions.
0: Well, very exciting for those executives in the credit union industry. You're seeing growth in this industry more so than other industries, like you said. Great tools, great information. We've got a feel for the benefit. Just one more question about patterns or trends here. I know in 2018, we added a new question. It was about gender to the survey. What kind of trends are you seeing in terms of women and compensation?
1: Sure. So we're still relatively new in terms of how much data we have. As you mentioned, it was added in 2018, so we're only looking at a couple cycles here of information. But what we're, we're, we're seeing more on a broad scope, you know, that's probably the easiest way to talk about it versus direct pay at this point because our size of data that we have. But in general, we have seen that of those that are responding, there are for the entire group of all positions, 44% of data collected is for women. So it's a 44% women, 56% men in terms of the breakout of what's being reported. Interestingly, what we're finding is that the smaller size credit unions are employing women at a higher percentage in the executive level positions than the larger. So uh, for instance, we have 44% overall are women, and those that have credit unions that are less than a billion dollars in assets, 47% are women, and those that are a billion dollars or more, 39%. So we have a little bit of a, a shift there where the smaller size credit unions are employing women at a higher cliff in the executive level position than the billion dollars plus. Um, as far as a trend, that was basically identical to what we had seen last year. So there's no real way to quantify if that's changing or not, or, you know, right now we're just looking at it staying the same over a kind of a 2 year period. We do see that of the 22 job titles, there's actually eight positions that have a higher rate of women than men, which that'd be the human resources executive, chief member solutions officer, marketing executive, retail branch executive, the compliance executive, chief operations officer regional branch management executive, and chief operating officer. So those eight positions had a higher percentage of women being reported on than men. And the lowest executive where there was women representation was actually the CEO position, which was at 25% for women. And that was the exact same percentage uh, within a point, I think, four as what we've seen last year as well. So, uh, you know, from that standpoint, you know, we are seeing that there is, you know, 44, 56% breakout. When we look at compensation, how that was affected, you know, we didn't find anything that was statistically significant. Since women are at represented at higher the smaller size credit unions, it appears when you look at the data directly that they're paid less. but when we're looking more at the variables that we include, it's really more so because asset size of the credit, not necessarily because they're a woman versus a man. Uh, There was no statistical significance on that that level. But like I said, we're we're still pretty early in collecting this type of information. But that's kind of the kind of descriptive statistics that we've been able to look at so far. And we're looking forward to just continuing to collect this information and see how this trend changes over time.
0: Michael, such great clarity. That's a lot of information. Next year will be interesting to take a look at that and uh, see how you have more information to go on and can check out that trend even more so. Thank you. All right. Now I want to bring in our second guest for today's show. Laura is our products and services manager here at Q's. Laura, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, James. Glad to be chatting with you today.
0: Yes. Always good to connect. Michael has provided some great insights from the executive compensation survey that customization to support the needs and interests of the credit unions is really interesting. I see the benefits from the survey. Could you share with our listeners your perspective. Why is the Q's Executive Compense Survey such a valuable tool for credit unions? And how have credit unions that purchased the surveys in the past benefited from this resource?
2: Sure, James. It's really providing the data that they need to see if they're competitive with their peers. That's really the bottom line. And there's a lot that goes into creating a competitive compensation package, and the data is a big part of that. And our survey has been around for many years. Our credit unions are, are used to participating in it and filling that out. And we've been known for providing that competitive data for many years. So that really the strength of our survey is giving them an idea of what's happening in their peer group. And as Michael said, there's lots of tools where they can create that peer group, which is also beneficial. It's based on their philosophy about compensation. You know, do they want to be competing with their, their local market? Do they want to look more on a national level because they're recruiting that way? So it gives them a lot of options to really define who their peers are and determine if they're being competitive with their compensation.
0: Yeah, that is exactly it. And you can go into this blind or you can go into it with as much information as you can. This is essentially a decision-making tool, like other tools that are out there. And so this helps credit unions support those decisions. And before we conclude this conversation, it would be important for listeners to find out how... They can obtain this year's QS Executive Compensation Survey. Of course, we've talked about it, but if they want to take action on that, what's the best way to do that?
2: They can go to our website, James. So they'll go to QS.org slash E-C-F, and that stands for Executive Compensation Survey. So they can participate there when it comes around to that time of the year. So uh, just kind of a reminder there that we do need people to fill out the survey. So that's coming up in 2021. But if you're looking now at trying to set some compensation for 2021 and you want to look at the results in our reports, you can run reports there as well. So our Unlimited Plus members get access automatically. That's part of their membership benefit. And then anyone else who's interested in running reports can contact us and they can purchase access. And they can run those reports, as Michael said, cutting, slicing the data any way they want for the next 12 months if they subscribe to our survey report. So that's the executive side. And that's again qs.org slash ecf we do also have our employee salary survey which michael mentioned and that covers our non-executive positions those are also key positions at the credit union our hr folks are also looking to set good compensation there and see what's going on in the industry so that's also available on our website and that's at qs.org slash ess for employee salary survey so that's where everyone can head to find the most current data that we've gathered in our our 2020 survey.
0: Lauren, Michael, it's been a pleasure connecting with you on the show. Q's Executive Compensation Survey is such a valuable tool for credit unions when making some of their decisions. Thank you both for serving as guests on the show.
2: Thanks, James. Thanks. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for taking part in the show, Q's Nation. As noted in the show, if you would like more information about the Q's Executive Compensation Survey, please visit qs.org e-c-s. And if you'd like to know more about the Q's Employee Compensation Survey, please visit qs.org e-s-s. We also want to tell you about a great new and upcoming virtual learning opportunity to support the needs of your directors and board liaisons. We call it Directors and Dialogue December. We've gathered some of our best speakers and we're bringing them to you Wednesday afternoons in December. Each week, they'll cover topics that are vital given today's climate and tailored specifically to credit union directors. It'll be an engaging session. Each day, it'll run from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For more information on how to register for Directors and Dialogue December, Visit QS.org slash DDD. Hey, if you're a QS member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit QS.org slash membership to learn more. QS is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, executives, directors, and future leaders. To learn how QS can help you realize your potential, visit
1: QS.org today.